good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, we got a really, really, really good show for you today. That's going to be very, very relevant. If you hate cold calling, if you hate prospecting, you know what happened if you fucking door knocked in Chicago, you'd get a shotgun and put in your face. A lot of these lead generation strategies that all these gurus are teaching are just dated. Let's be honest. There's a reason why 97 or 87% of agents fail after the first five years. That's because most times they're either surrounded by the wrong people or they're chasing the wrong type of leads and or clients. Most times it's the latter. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about content. How many of you would like to attract versus chase? Because that's what this show is all about. More importantly, Attraction and content is the future of marketing. It wasn't long ago, maybe seven, eight years, I remember talking to one of the top content marketers in the country. His name is Brian Clark. He used to have a company called Copyblogger. And I remember talking to him at the side of one of these events. And this is at the time when the real estate industry created zero content. Like this is like in 2014. Like it was rare to see anyone blogging in the real estate industry or anything like that. And what he said to me verbatim was, Content marketing will never work in the real estate industry because they're too damn lazy. And I was like, holy crap, I think he's right. But folks, there is no other option anymore. We have to create content. Content is the new marketing. If you don't have content, you don't have a business. If you don't have content, you don't have a brand. And if you don't have content, you have nothing that sets you apart. People don't hire you for what you do or the license you have in your pocket. They hire you for what the hell you could do with it. So without further ado, we're going to introduce our guest today. We're going to keep this podcast focused on real estate content marketing and attraction. So if you're not into that, get off now. If you're into that, get your pen and start taking some notes. So let's go ahead and introduce our guests. We're doing a threesome today. Not in that kind of way, but we're going to bring in two guys <laughs> coming in. First, we have the owner of Chime, Mr. Randy Carroll. And we also have the owner of Dippity, which is going to be Tyler Auerbacher. Did I say your name right? There it is. <laughs> You guys, uh, let's start with Randy first. Go ahead and tell our listeners who you are and what you do, and then Tyler next, and then we're going to get right into this interview. Yeah, so Randy Carroll, I wish I was the owner of Chime. My official title is strategic partner and channel manager. I work with the fun folks like Tyler that we get to really work with together and, and partner with, ultimately trying to spread the good news that is you know, Chime and Diffity working together. Cool. Tyler, how about you? Yes, yeah, so my name is Tyler Auerbacher. Uh, I am the co-founder at Dippity, and we are a done-for-you content marketing and social media advertising company. Uh, we are not a tech company. Uh, we actually don't give our clients another login. We use it for them. Um, so Chime, being one of our amazing partners and affiliates, uh, we actually maximize their technology, their website tools, their IDX, their CRM to generate ROI for clients. So, you know, just being an extension to their team, just helping them create custom content that is a little bit different and unique to each of their markets. Um, that's what really separates us. It's just, you know, we're not like a cookie cutter solution. We are not a ticket support system. We're, we're real marketers, real people um, helping our clients. So 
And it's a huge need right now in the real estate industry. Cause I'm telling you folks, you're not creating content. I don't know how the hell you're getting noticed. I'm going to give you guys a couple different things and I want to get your opinion on this. I started to see lead generation change back in 14, 15. Even when I moved to San Diego, one of the things that happened to me was I bought a new car. I didn't realize how spread out it was out here. Buy a new car and I opted in to a uh, car form. Within 10 minutes, I had 10 fucking car salesmen trying to sell me everything but sideways. So I was annoyed. And then instantly I'm like, holy crap, this is what happens when you log on to Zillow or when you opt into Zillow. You have a bunch of annoying real estate agents. Only 20% of them actually call you back. But still, even that 20% was a lot more than most people want. And the whole days, I believe that the days of the clickbait, click on a list of homes for sale, I think that shit's gone. If it's not, I think it's on its way out. I think ultimately to convert people, you need to earn your business. And people don't hire you or call you for what you do. They call you and hire you for how you do it. I'd like to get your guys' take on lead generation and how it's changing and why content is so important. Whoever wants to go ahead and lead off. I'd be happy to start. So I got in the real estate tech business just over five years ago. And I think it's pretty fair to say that the evolution of lead generation um, is resulting in nothing but a lower conversion rate as a result of the fact of a more educated consumer. Originally, Zillow took listings from the newspaper, put them online, and when people clicked a house they wanted to see it, they were ready and willing to talk to an agent because before that, real estate content, aka listings, weren't readily available, right? You had to go through a arduous process as a consumer to actually look at homes. So as the advent of the internet and online listings became more and more readily available, more and more window shoppers decided instead of spending time elsewhere, I'm going to waste my time looking at properties. And that became more and more popular. And so ultimately, uh, these leads, these inquiries that come from a lot of these portal websites were nothing but people just browsing homes, right? So now that people are accustomed to the content that is listings, you need to take that next step further in understanding what type of content consumers want now. What's the next piece of educational material that they desire that you can provide for them? 100%. Could not agree more, Randy. And I think, Mike, you hit the nail on the head. You know, when I got into the real estate, you know, space, 2015 area as well, I saw a lot of ads about click here to see what your home's value is, you know these clickbait sort of ads that are very cookie cutter, very simple. They used to get results. Yeah. But now consumers are more educated. You know, there's more competition. You need to stand out, especially right now in the times that we're living in, people are consuming content more than ever. They want to know what's going on. They want to know what's happening in their local markets. What's, you know, what restaurants are still open for takeout? You know, what are things that still I can do? How can I support small businesses here still? You know, so there's ways to not only educate your audience and your sphere and your past clients, but you're also tapping into other, other spheres and other people that you may not have otherwise uh, that follow these small businesses or follow these other things that you're passionate about that you write about or do video. Yep. about. So obviously we understand, you know, just being in the industry, how that's evolved. I think that that's the beauty of, of how we work with clients is we adapt as this changes. And that's one thing for sure, man, is just, you need to create content that, either educates, informs, or entertains. Those I are sort of like pillars uh, that you want to key in on, but also be authentic to who you are. You know, talk about what we're all experiencing. We all eat the same restaurants where, where we live at. You guys sell homes in these same areas, right? 
So not only does it help with SEO keywords for your website, it helps with email marketing, it helps with brand equity, the list goes on. And so, you know, especially now if people aren't, you know, on board with content marketing and social media advertising, it's a must now with what's going mm -hmm. on. So let's define, um, I'm going to define content for those of you guys that are listening because a lot of people get confused over what content is. And content is anything that you can create that reminds everyone what the fuck you do for a living, period. Uh, he mentioned something very simple. Educate versus entertain. So let's dig a little bit deeper and let's divide these two. Because the biggest problem most agents have is what kind of content should I create and how should I create it? You can't create content if you don't define your voice, first off. Most of you guys listening to this show know I swear, you guys just know how I am, but that's part of my brand. I'm a dude and nothing can fucking change it. If I was gonna go into the insurance industry, I'd be the insurance dude. If I was gonna go into the zookeeping industry, I'd be the zookeeping dude. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I'm a fucking dude. When people convert online, guys, they fall in love with you first. And if they don't convert with you, they don't connect with you first, it's gonna fall on deaf ears. So when we're talking about content, part of it is entertainment, part of it is education, but all of it is reminding. And you can use different types of content for different types of audiences and different types of people. The truth is there isn't a universal formula here. The universal formula is what makes you excited, right? When you know mm -hmm. the content you have, because if you don't create content consistency, consistently, it's not gonna work for you. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you make a great point, Mike. It starts with defining your voice, right? You're the dude, you swear, and there's gonna be people who don't like that. But those people- There's a lot of them. They, they weren't going to like you if anyways. you were vanilla, right? If you had no voice, they weren't going to like you anyways. So now the people who are also dudes, who also swear, who are chicks, whatever, right? those <laughs> people, you know, I want, want to include all of the above, they're going to gravitate even more heavily towards you uh, than they may have prior. And they certainly would not have been interested if you were vanilla, right? So yeah. there's this concern. There's this lack of abundance mentality where uh, many realtors today believe that they have to be everybody or everything to everybody. And that's only going to um, push people away rather than attract them. Let me explain that in another sense, folks. You're not God, so quit trying to be. The only perfect being <laughs> in, the United, in the world is God himself, Jesus Christ. So you trying to resonate with everybody is a losing battle because it is not metaphorically impossible. It's impossible to get everyone to like you. It's not going to happen. Like, you guys have to realize that. Some people and you just don't mix vinegar and oil, and you have to embrace that. But when you're creating content, the most important part to me is the authenticity aspect of it and the style and the tone and the personality behind it because I believe, and I think it's different for any other business, but in a referral-based business where 72% of people close with the first agent they meet with and 96% of people freaking choose the agent over the brand, your whole tonality is everything about your business. The way that you present, the way that you speak, the way that you write, and all of that is very, very important. But let's break this down even further. Educate versus entertain, because a lot of agents are like stuck with, hey, what kind of content should I create? So Tyler, let's go through and talk about different types of content. I'm curious to get your opinion on this versus, let's start with educating content first. Give me some examples. Some examples, you can take this the route being industry focused, or educate on what's going on in your market. You know, so for example, you know, educate on the top seller questions people are asking you right now. What are the most common questions home buyers are asking you? Educate people on the market or you know, what forbearance is doing, because that's a hot topic. You can use resources like Google Trends and Google News, but you 
take a catalog in your mind as you're having these conversations with your prospects and your, and your friends and jot down ideas in your notes. These are all blog or video topics that you can write about and repurpose. Um, so you can educate on the market. You can educate on real estate centric, you know, content or things or questions or any sort of hot trending topics. Right. But also now talk about what you're passionate about. What, what do you already enjoy doing? What do you do on your Saturdays? You know, maybe you go to the family or, or, or you go to parks um, when they're open, right? And, and you enjoy spending time with your family. Talk about the most family-friendly things that you can do on the weekend. Talk about things to do. Talk about the farmer's market. Educate people on things that are happening that they may have otherwise not have known about. And then you're that guy that reminds people about the local activities. And then again, you know, I tell every client this or everyone that I speak with, you have to make sure that your custom audiences are already in place before you do any of these efforts. So your website pixel, your Facebook pixel, all of your remarketing, because as you attract these people with this valuable content, then they're into your remarketing web or your funnel to see your other value-based content, things that are yep. more you know, poignant maybe about, you know, past clients or testimonials or now it may be a list of homes for sale because you're getting more qualified people who you've already built some brand equity with, not a cold lead that you purchased on Zillow, you yeah. know, with on price. Brand always wins. So that's the long-term sustainable approach. We're talking about here, you guys, is building an audience, not a database. So let me explain the difference. A lot of agents will always say, oh, I got a database, got a database. Guess what? The database is worth absolutely negative $50 if it's just sitting on an Excel spreadsheet. The difference between a database and an audience is that the people on your database actually know who the hell you are and listen to what the fuck you say, period. And you can only develop an audience through consistent content creation over time, which is how you build a brand. Let's put in another real life example. If you guys stop talking to your spouse for three weeks, four weeks, what happens? They start cheating on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Your database starts cheating on you when you lose communication with them too. And it happens all the time. I can't tell you how many people log on to Facebook and they're like, oh, Billy just bought or sold the house without me. Listen, dude, they're not mean. They're not a mean person. You just forgot to remind them what the hell you do for a living. So in actuality, the fault is yours. And that's what content does, folks. There's two ways I see using it. Nurturing audiences and two, creating attention to bring in new people. So I want to focus over here on, I want to switch gears really quick and go over to Randy. Sure. I want to talk about multi-purposing because okay. we're talking about just content creation, but how many people in agents, lenders, people in the industry, do you say will create a video and then not multi-purpose it? Folks, if you don't have a website, you don't have a damn business. It's yep. 2020. And the first thing people do in lead generation, in my opinion, is check you out. If they like you, they have a better chance of calling you. That's why your about page is the most visited page on your site. What are your thoughts on that and repurposing and why do we do this? It's incredibly important that you have a high Google ability, right? If I want to know who Tyler Auerbacher is and I Google his name and he's invisible, I can't find him, why would I be interested in going any further into doing business with him? Zero percent chance, right? It's sketchy, can't find him on the internet. He's probably you know, a Nigerian prince trying to take money from me, right? So ultimately, being able to multi-purpose media, turning it into blogs, turning it into various other forms of marketing, that's, you're missing a huge opportunity. One piece of content can turn into several others if used properly. 
And that's not only going to save you time, but it's going to increase your effectiveness as well because people consume information differently. So you have to be able to deliver information differently so that you can appeal to the way that they consume that information. Can you survive an online business without creating content? No. What business does that? Uh, the real estate industry. Let me in the industry for 30 years and have third generation maybe, but you know, but those, you those days are coming to an end. Those days of, of, of me being in the business for 25 years and my referrals always coming back to me and my past clients always coming back to me, congratulations to those who lived a great lifestyle through that, but that, that's over. I mean, yeah. every single year, NAR comes out with reports and more and more people are finding agents online. Less and less people are using the same agent twice. And, and that's because these agents are so accustomed to this fallacy that if I do business with you once, you owe it to me to do business with me again. No one owes you anything, right? And until you understand that no one owes you their business, you're going to be upset when you see someone on your Facebook page by ourselves, someone else. So really quick, great point. Folks, he just demonstrated on how content does two things simultaneously when you're multi-purpose in it. First is to nurture your existing database. It's a giant jab session. Don't forget I fucking exist. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Send me your referrals. And by the way, here's a cool restaurant. Just stay in front of them. Like the same reason why we have to talk to our spouses every day. You might not like it, but if you don't, you're going to get cheated on. <laughs> uh, number two, multi-purposing. So let me give you guys another example. Have you ever booked a vacation on Travelocity, Tripwire, or Expedia that didn't have reviews on it? Never. Yelp's entire thing. So a website without content is like a vacation destination without reviews, in my opinion. Yep. So think about that, guys. Would you hire you if you visited your website? Be honest. I'm talking to all you guys listening on the treadmills. Go, go log on to your website. And if you don't have one, go call Chime right now. <laughs> like, seriously, you have to have a website because that becomes your home base and it's your storefront mm -hmm. in the online world. The content on your website, there's two things, right? And let's just take a referral first. Tell me what you guys think about this. The content on your website from a referral generation point of view, I believe is just to nurture databases and build your authority. Don't forget I exist. But from a cold lead generation point of view, when you're doing lead generation ads, that content demonstrates that you're the expert or the authority in your market. And when people, nobody remembers or hires you for what you do. I've said this twice. They hire you for how you do it and what you do it. To give you a good example, we just had a dude, uh, this is a great story. I'm going to have this guy in the podcast next week. This kid's been in the business for 18 months. 18 months. Guess what his total volume is? I mean, granted, he's in the San Francisco Bay Area. He's got an average sale price of 1.2, but 27 million. Wow. 27 million. No lead generation on this whatsoever. 100% content creation. Wow. More than Good for him. And how, how he did it was they went back and checked him out. Now, in his case, we're branding him as the tech realtor. He comes from the software engineering world. He's identified his tribe. And he's a high C personality. So he takes an analytical approach to real estate, right? You're going to speak the language of the software engineers and all those tech geeks in that market who all are C personalities and they're all analytical. So when you identify your audience, folks, you like from a lead generation perspective, you have to speak to me, not at me. You got to speak my language. Otherwise you don't have my attention. So Tyler, 
what is your opinion on the tonality of the content and how important is that? Because people will be like, all right, great. And here's what happens with so many boilerplate posting companies. It's fake. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know when your post is fake. I know when someone's not posting for you. Right. Because or, you sound like a robot. Right. Yep. Or, or, you know, or, or you've seen that post maybe, you know, from 20 other people over the last two, three weeks or, or month. You know? my fa- here's my favorite one. When was the first year you bought your house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could tell when they all just got out of a conference. You see three yeah. of these posts <laughs> yeah. right? come out. But there's nothing yeah. unique about it anymore. Maybe the first time it was. Right. But talk to me about that tonality and authenticity. For sure, man. Like with, with your website, it should be your best salesperson or one of your best salesperson. Okay. So when you drive traffic, when you're running ads, click here to visit the home and they look at the home property or they read a blog. Your goal is for them to go stay on your website to consume more content, to you know learn more about you and what you do and why you do it. So if your website is not built out, and again, like send your website to five of your closest friends or your family or your past clients, get, get some honest feedback and, and look yourself in the mirror and be self-aware. Would you hire yourself from your website? Does your website put you in the best position to get results and maximize and do your own lead generation? Not worry about you know, Zillow or Realtor or a third party entity where you purchase leads and, you know, it's a vicious cycle. You want to think of your business, you know, in a flywheel model approach, right? So your tone in all of your efforts, it has to match. It has to have unison, whether you're, you know, running something on Facebook or Instagram, when they go to your website, it still needs to speak to who you are. It can't be a cookie cutter campaign on social media. Then they go to your website and then it's Mike's personality and you see people cussing and you know, a whole different tone, people will bounce and they'll leave your website there. It's not what they intended to opt in to view or to consume. It, it throws people off. So um, when it comes to your marketing, your email, your, your branding, also your, your actual aesthetics of your logo, your colors, your font style, all of those are psychological things that a consumer over time, it compounds. Yep. You're building brand and emotional equity. So mm-hmm. it's like working out, going to the gym, right? Your business has marketing muscles. It needs to eat the right things. You need to exercise it daily. Otherwise, it's going to not perform well. It's going to digress. You want to continuously work your business out. I mean, that's just a must. So I, I think the tone is such a huge part. You have to continuously speak as one, mm-hmm. but branding brings everything. Well, it's no secret that people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? So if you're talking about cold leads, the tonality is the first step in people getting to know you, right? So once they get to know you, they'll get to determine whether or not they like you. And if they like you, then you start to get to build trust with them, right? So the tonality is the first piece of that knowing in order to eventually know, like, and trust. Yep. Let me give you guys an example of this on video, how to call this out so that, um, so let me say, let's, I'll just use an example. A guy here in San Diego, his name's Joe McIntosh. He is a veteran. He focuses on vets. We just built him a buyer series. It's a buyer boot camp. The name of his local series is called San Diego Salute. So he speaks at the military because he knows his tribe. So his audience is vets in San Diego County, mm-hmm. right? So Joe, because there's a brotherhood, is going to do, if me and Joe went side by side, and did the same ads, the same audience, Joe would kick my ass because Joe has a brotherhood that I can't compete against, right? 
So like what we're getting at is no differently than you guys listing a house. I hate when agents list like investment properties and they're talking about the granite countertops instead of the cash on cash return, the cap rate, the net operating income, right? Because you're not speaking the same language as the ideal buyer for that. So you have to do that. It's extremely important with tonality to resonate with it. And more importantly, when you're yourself, people, you're authentic. Yeah. Let me say one thing there, Mike. You mentioned people, you know, agents tend to drop off. They don't hire the same you know, agent you know, the next time they buy or sell. When you go deep with your clients, you build brand promoters. So yes. that's, that's the level you want to go so deep with that they remember you no matter what. You, you've given them so much value. You've impacted their life in such a positive way. There's no way they're going to hire anybody else than you. Five years, 10 years, 30 years, doesn't matter. Their children will, will hire you because of a how, how deep of a connection that you've built. So, um, brand. People refer brands. They don't refer salespeople, period. Exactly. Like, and ultimately, they refer the experience that the brand created, just like you refer the nicest restaurant you just went to. You don't refer the restaurant if you got a hair in the food. You refer the one that you had a good time at. Right. So it's like, it's the experience you guys. So we're, we're talking about, um, we really beat up the nurturing side of it, like and dialing into it. So let's switch gears now. It's going to lead generation and content. This is a totally different conversation folks. And we're talking about two things. One is creating content that's authentic to your brand, which is very important for lead generation. These guys cannot run ads if you don't have content that matches your brand. So first question is, if you want to do lead generation with content, it has to be authentic and you have to dial in your tribe. Otherwise it's not going to work. Is that fair? Very yeah. fair. Okay. So if we get the lead generation down, so now let's go through step two. Let's talk about how we use content to generate leads and um, why it's so important. And here's the way I like to explain this. And I like to see how you guys do. If you don't obtain content, you don't have the permission to ask for the lead. So this is no differently than dating. You guys go out and date, you see a hot chick, you make her laugh before you ask her on a date. It's the same fucking thing, okay? If you're an online, like that's why content plays. Now for all you sportos out there, let's do it a football analogy, it's called the play action. The reason why we run a play action is we hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off to set up the pass, right? We have to give, 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 give till we could go for the deep ball. So it's a very similar analogy. The content is like the wide net and then you retarget everybody who has clicked on that net. Is there a dumber way to explain that? At <laughs> least <laughs> people don't know what play action pass is. <laughs> I, gave, I, gave them, I gave them two, a dating yeah. analogy. Yeah. Right? So content is make her laugh, right? Mm -hmm. And then the remarketing is, hey, will you go on a date with me? I saw mm -hmm. you were interested or you gave me a look. You winked at me. Right. Yeah. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a fantastic way to put it. So yeah. let's, let's go into context on this, though, because um, mm -hmm. I want to do some content marketing things. Let's say I was running a campaign for for sale by owners. Personally, my first piece of content would be how to sell your house without a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. My next piece of content would be the retargeting ad would be the DIY home sale kit. I'm with you. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. yeah. But here's the problem with realtors. They apply the same message to FISBO, expireds, distressed, and it resonates with none of them because they haven't dialed in the damn message. Mm -hmm. So everyone wants a universal system, and universal doesn't work, niche does, yeah, right. I believe. So can you explain that a little bit further so everyone understands? Yeah, I, I think um, also, Mike, like if, if you have a testimonial, if like say your first piece of content, like you mentioned, was a FISBO, it's about educating about you know why you shouldn't be doing it, 
Um, the second piece is a downloadable kit or a, another piece of value that is free value-based content that builds more brand equity. People will get to know you deeper. They see the value in your expertise. That third piece, um, or you can even mix that in the middle with that second piece, run it simultaneously with mixed budgets. Um, but it's still in more of a, your middle of the funnel audience, people that have already engaged with content or visited your website. Mix in a testimonial of a FISBO, someone on video that you've worked with. Or even if it's blog format, that's fine too. But obviously you understand the importance of video. Video is king. So, so right now, if you have a video testimonial of someone that you've worked with, and then the call to action is to click to schedule a call or click to you know, fill out a form, something of the lead gen, a lead gen magnet, getting more quality, qualified people who have shown some sort of intent. Now, of course, you can run some budgets to just your geographical area and get you know, more you know, quantity leads, but your time is important and you wanna focus on people that you know, you've had some, some 10, 20 yard runs, people are biting on the, the run now, and now you're throwing a Hail Mary. You found the bomb. Yeah, I mean, so, it, got it. In, to, in today's day and age, the copy is gonna be what the first thing you wanna use to qualify the leads, right? So if you want to generate, you know, going back to your buddy Joe, if you wanna generate veteran home buyers, you need to use the type of content that says, you know, everything, all the benefits of being a veteran when buying a home, things of that nature, yeah. right? So the, his, the copy is the first thing that qualifies. His buyer series is a boot camp. Exactly. It's a buyer boot camp. Yep. You don't, if you don't take his advice, drop and give him 20. I love it. Right? <laughs> so ad number one should be the content. It should be the one that makes her laugh, guys. It should be the most value that you create. Right? So and here's the difference. If you guys just go, ad number two is going to be the offer, okay? Is that fair? Mm -hmm. So let's put this back to the dating analogy, and just so everybody understands it, because I think it's an example everyone will use. Ad number one in dating is like, hey, why did the chicken cross the road and making her laugh? And starting the conversation. Ad number two is like, oh yeah, at the end of the conversation, would you like to go on a date? But doing it the other way around, ad number two is walking up to a complete stranger and is like, hey, do you want to go home? Without an ad number one, you're going to get slapped in the face. In right. Facebook world, you get passed up in the feed. Yep. Is you that fair? On by. 100%, man. Yep. You have to give value. You have to show who you are. You have to buy in and sh you have to show why you're different. You know, what makes you memorable? What makes you stand out? And there's so many different avenues that you can take, you know, educating, informing, and even entertaining. So like some people, you know, I'm not a big fan of TikTok personally, but I know agents who are very fun, who have great personalities, who love to make funny videos, and people remember their TikTok videos. And guess what? They save that and repurpose it on Facebook. They repurpose it on Instagram. They even throw it on LinkedIn because that, that's just content that, going back to Randy's point, people communicate differently. Um, even email. Some people prefer email still versus going on Facebook. You know, so, you know, just repurposing your content that makes sense to who you're communicating with and being adaptable to who, who's in your database, I think is very important. But as far as getting people to attract at that top layer, um, it's definitely about, you know, making them laugh, getting their guard down, showing some sort of value and um, enticing them to now take that next step. Now, why should I work with you? How, what am I downloading? You know, how can I talk to you? You know, that's definitely the exact approach uh, and the philosophy you should take. So when we're doing lead generation, guys, and here's what we're talking, because 
when you're using content to generate referrals, you got to create it consistently over time. But when you're using content to generate leads, you can use it over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. So what we're talking about is a three video funnel in this case. We're talking about a three content funnel based upon to get nerdy consumption um, and engagement. So what we're doing, you guys, is, is people always ask, like, I want to run lead generation. If you're going to run lead generation, you need lead generation content. If you want referral generation, then you need more entertaining content. Usually that's community-based, so something mm -hmm. like that. Don't forget restaurants, points of interest, neighborhood tours, case right. studies, uh, stuff like at, that. Like things to do at home while we're all at home quarantine. You know, yeah. like what you're experiencing, think about it strategically. Take an hour out of your day, you know, per week or per month. Talk with your team. Do a brainstorm session. Just put together a plan. But then, like you said, Mike, it's all about consistency, man. That's the thing, like... I do all these webinars and I know all these people that are listening right now, you know, you, this isn't the first time you guys have heard this stuff. It's just about actually executing and having the right systems like a chime or having the right partners like the Adipity where kind of hold you guys accountable and guide you and just help you maximize what you're, you know, executing on. So I think it's about implementation, man. So I hope that people are taking, you know, taking note and actually, we'll put together a funnel like this that, you know, will attract some business for them as well. So I got one more further analogy on this dating process because he mentioned another thing, have a client testimonial or possibly a case study. Well, in the dating world, that's the chick saying, is that guy, is he a good guy? Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. Yep. So like, think about it, you guys like, and really this is just the common way that every human being comes to a decision. Yep. Well, first they take attention, then they analyze and then they seek reassurance. Isn't that yep. fair? Yeah. 100%. Human behavior. Let's get back to the website stuff. What are the necessary pages for lead gen that you absolutely need on the site? Because there are some core components. Like you need a site or you need some kind of capture to generate leads, right? There's mm -hmm. still agents that don't have websites. Or if they do, they have sites that are very like an online business card. Like there's not really much capability to them. So let's get into the tech and the tools. What do you need? Agents that don't have IDX capabilities on their websites blows my mind. What are you selling? I didn't have IDX in mind. I was just straight content. It was 100% content. With no home search capability on there? If you have no content, you need IDX. If you have a shitload of content, I don't think you need IDX. But IDX does start to lead many times. That is arguably the lowest cost to get into the door, right? So... It just depends on where your head's at, right? Is your focus on trying to get as many people into your database so you can build an audience? And IDX is probably the lowest cost way that you can do that. I agree um, with that. And, and quite frankly, it's also the least labor intensive, right? So you're building a ton of great content that is low cost, high labor, that's gonna generate quality leads. You're not using content and you're using just IDX, that's gonna be a little higher cost, uh, lower cost per lead, but much more labor on the conversion side, right? So you're gonna to have to work hard one way or the other, either to build the content and have the lead reach out to you or to follow up and nurture that lead and get them to a point to actually call you back. Yeah, I would say, that's a really fair statement. I would say that the more content you have, the more likely they call you the less content you have, the more tech and automation you need. Is yep. that fair? Because you got to do a little bit more to push them over the edge. So depending on where you guys are at, think about that. Mm -hmm. What other necessities will they need? 
Um, and, I, and would you agree with this is if you're doing lead generation, you need more uh, real estate education content as opposed to the restaurant interviews. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm getting at is like, if you have, like if I'm doing first time buyers, my second ad might be buyer closing costs, mm -hmm. right? So like with Chimes platform, and this is why we love them, they, depending on what the client is wanting to do, there's enough flexibility to achieve that. So like with your website, there needs to be ability for you to easily create content. So like a drag and drop builder, you know, a way for you to create dynamic custom content. If the site doesn't already have an existing page that like a, you know, a, a home value page or an about us page, a testimonials page, a, buyer's guide, seller's guide. These are all core pages that a lot of platforms have. Yes. Repeat those one more time, you guys. This is basically what your menu item should look like. Say that one more time for everybody. Yeah, so this is like everyone asks. This is core content. Every agent should have this on their site. Yeah, your core pages are going to consist of obviously your home page, your about page, your testimonials, your contact, your seller page, which is going to maybe entail a home value tool or your process, a buyer tab that explains your buyer process or a buyer guide. Those are really kind of the you know main foundational pieces, but like what Mike's saying, you know everyone has their own brand and their own you know um, focus areas. So there's going to be times that you need to create new content that's not on the site already. So Chime has the ability for you to create you know custom pages that are drag and drop function. It's very simple and easy. They have pre-made you know blocks. But also, in, in retrospect, there are clients who, you know, with, with the IDX, it, it puts them in a much better position to get a first at-bats versus like a Zillow or versus another sort of uh, search option. So, like, you want to drive people to your website and make them stick. So, the IDX allows them to get a search experience. And, you know, if you do have that, it needs to be reliable. And, and Chimes is an amazing tool that, um, captures data and then pours into a CRM as well. So that's the that's the beauty. It's the website, IDX, CRM. So they all communicate together. And now how you use those are dependent on your personality style, your team, your market, everything, your brand. Because like Mike's saying, you could be more focused on utilizing the Chime tech to build the pages. The IDX is going to be there no matter what to maximize and get in the website traffic and you can run ads driving people to it, but the CRM is going to be that main piece that you're going to spend your time in that you're going to, you know, have a lead scoring system that tells you who to follow up with and you could have automated emails go out. So all of that works together, but you should be so confident in your website and, and it should be one of your best salespeople, one of your best lead magnets. If it's not, you're, you're making your job harder. People look at it as an expense, but it's actually an investment. So just change your mindset. Think of it as an investment in your business, really a necessity, a, a necessary investment in my opinion mm -hmm. as well. So, 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 so let me ask this. Do you think agents tend to gravitate towards being lead generation where they attain their business or they tend to gravitate towards referrals, sphere of influence, past clients? I, I think it's all question. on the client, you know, like, you know, yeah. I would say the majority are going to want the lower hanging fruit to get them opportunities, to generate leads, to get conversions, to start feeling, you know, start to trust the process. And because a lot of people are turned off by digital marketing. A lot of people have had negative experiences. They're, they're not bought in. They think they're cheap leads. They're not quality leads, but it's all about the philosophy. It's all about how you, you know, generate the content, how you target all of the backend, you know, keyword research and data and the strategy all that's a science. 
Um, so people need to understand that the marketing is such an important piece, but depending on the client, I would say the majority do want lo- that lower hanging fruit to get, mm-hmm. to get leads. But depending on the team size and how established they are and other pieces that they may have, like a content marketer on staff or whatnot, or, or I'm sorry, like, you know, just other pieces, they may want to focus on content only. Mm-hmm. They may be a little bit more established or they may understand the importance more so in that area. So I think it just kind of boils down to the client's personality, but they need to, yeah. need to have a tool that is flexible enough to go in either lane. And that can change over time, mm-hmm. right? It's a good yeah. question. This is what I see on the, at least for clients that come into us. Everybody wants lead generation. Lead generation dominates 90% of the conversation in the Facebook groups, the lab code agents, the real closers. But when you look at the actual statistics of where the closed business comes from, over 82% comes from warm referrals, repeat clients, or you personally met them in front of a sign or an open house, or it's a reload company or strategic alliance referral. Those are just the numbers, folks. So when you look at online lead generation, it does account for a smaller percentage of it. Partially, I think the reason is that to do lead generation, you need all the tools to really do it right. Most mm-hmm. people don't have the systems and the tools set up. That's one reason. But in general, lead generation is always more expensive than referral generation. Mm-hmm. Um, new customer acquisition always is. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys want to read a really good book, read the Zappos book. There's a reason why they pulled all of their advertising dollars and put it into customer service. They said that they generate more sales through referrals of past clients than it costs them to generate or acquire new ones. Yep. Right? And cool. that's what I believe the real estate industry is. Now, I'm not saying you don't focus on lead generation, but I look at lead generation as a way to build an audience as opposed to a way to sell a house. I look at building the audience. I don't want to sell someone a house. That first transaction, if you're chucking up and you think that you won the World Series over that first transaction, you're already in the state of mind to lose this game because the truth is, is that each person buys a home three to five properties over the course of their lifetime. So if you had 100 people, you're all millionaires, if you knew how to play the cards right and maintain that business. Mm. It's not about the one transaction. So the difference is, do you view yourself as a salesperson or are you a fucking business owner? Mm. People who understand brand are running a business and they're entrepreneur. People that are chasing transactions are just a bunch of salespeople chasing their next paycheck. Mm -hmm. The salespeople last five years, 87% of new agents fail. So I think part of it, is that the real estate agents are still trained to be salespeople. Therefore, it's in our brains that we have to go chase leads. Whereas uh, the opposite end of it is like, dude, the business has always been right in front of you. Chase leads, but you need a system for both at the end of the day. Yep. That's a great point. The SaaS industry is very similar. It's just the, the timing is kind of mushed together, right? Rather than having five to seven to 10 years pass between each transaction, the SaaS business, it's way easier to keep a client month over month over month than it is to go find a new one, right? So any SaaS business, whether it's real estate or otherwise, churn is the biggest factor in that company's success, right? And it's important for real estate agents to recognize that if they have someone buy a property one time with them and they buy properties with someone else, you've churned that client. You have taken a hit to your business and most are, are, are too, I guess, blissfully ignorant to, to know that that's going on. 80% of buyers forgot their agent's name after six months. Like you cannot exist in a referral dominated business that way, period. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's a referral dominated business, you have to create systems that encourage referrals. Right. And right? Like, 
thinking about this too, Mike, like with the pandemic and, and what has happened, content is very important right now because people may not be buying and selling, but you're building equity, you're building ammo. So right now, and like this is a great example of how you have to adapt and evolve and things come up and you have to change. Last year, you could have been focused on lead gen 90%, but this year with what's happened, and I know some markets, they've actually boomed and they've actually been increased. Lotter, oh, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So it's always boils down to your specific market, anything that we're talking about here. But, you know, I think it's important to note that content is definitely a needed part of your business now because of what people are going through. And just think of it as a long-term play. You're going to the gym today. You know, just think of it as a daily sort of entity and, you know, there's so many different strategies and, you know, guides or, or booklets you can download on what you can actually post organically day by day. So there's resources out there for you guys. So I just think it's content creates conversations. So that that's the first step yep. in, in anything that we do. You know how many people reach out to us like, yeah, I'm a closet realtor. Nobody knows I'm an agent. I always hear that term. I'm a closet realtor. Yeah, secret service agent. Secret, yeah, secret service yeah. agent. Well, it's because that's what content is, guys. It's a giant popularity contest. Um, let's get this thing wrapped up and let's add some closing thoughts and then we'll let you guys go ahead and uh, let people know how they can reach you. Uh, Randy, you go first. Yeah, so ultimately you need two things, right? You need the content and you need a way to deliver it. And then you need a way to deliver it at scale because one transaction a year isn't really going to provide you the lifestyle that you want. One transaction a month probably won't either, right? So you have to have the content and you have to have the technology in place to take this to scale. The type of intellectual capital that Tyler and Dippity brings to the table is, is able to be taken to the masses through what Chime can do for you, right? So lead generation at scale, it's a simple numbers game, right? Once you figure out your conversion rate, you'll know how many leads you need to generate to turn into clients to turn into dollars in your pocket. You'll, you'll need the content and the technology to do that. Yeah. You can find Chime at Chime.me, pretty simple. Don't go to Chime.com, we're not the bank. <laughs> a lot of people think we're a bank. We're not. Chime.me, IDX, CRM. Don't open up a bank account with us. <laughs> or it. if you're going to open up a bank account, just don't give them your name. Just send them a check. It's all right. send, send, send your credit card expiration date, <laughs> billing address, and three-digit code. There you go. Sweet. All right, dude, Tyler, you're up. Yeah, well, thanks again for having me, Mike. So people can reach me at dippity.com, D-I-P-P-I-D-I.com. So basically the way that we work with Chime or with any other, other of our tech affiliates, we are the content marketing team. We become an extension to yours where we align your goals and your strategies and what you're really specific on keying in with your market and bring that to life on a consistent basis. So blog writing, hyperlocal articles, but really Facebook and Instagram advertising generate leads and remarketing. A lot of things that we spoke about on this call. Our goal is to really become a partner uh, with our clients. So the ones that are with Chime, you know, with their technology, they're just really at really the best position to get results. And we yeah. just and execute on a consistent basis on their behalf. So that's the way we work together. So anyone that's interested in Dippity or learning more about how we can work together, they can contact me on our website and schedule a time, uh, the best day and time for them. So basically all of you guys who are too damn scared to create video content yet, you're just sitting on the sidelines, this is an alternative for you, all right? If you don't wanna get on video, call these guys and start creating some content. 
If you want to do it on video, then you know who to call. He's called the Real Estate Marketing Dude. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. Make sure you subscribe to us, follow us on Instagram, and connect with us on Facebook. And more importantly, check out what these guys have to offer. And if you guys need a done-for-you solution to create video content, we will script, edit, and distribute your videos and multi-purpose them on sites like Chime and all this other stuff. But if you need to take it the other level, you get an ad agency and their pricing is not too bad. I'm looking on their website right now. It's really actually pretty damn good for Facebook and Instagram ads. So check out Dippity. So thank you folks. End of the day, content creation is the new form of marketing. If you're stuck cold calling, um, door knocking still and doing all that other old school crap, I'll give you a few years left in this business or you're going to burn out. This is the new way, folks. We're screaming this from the rooftop. I've been saying this since 2014. If you go back and look at some of my podcasts, we were talking about a track back then. Now it's mainstream. So go ahead and start literally a track. It's the future of this business. Build a personal brand and watch who shows up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.